Hey everybody, welcome to Let's Get Raw and Real with Ned Busker. Do 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 do. That's just a first take. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm not gonna re-record <laughs> record that. But I, I mean to start that way. Uh, but first of all, welcome to You're Going to Die the podcast. This is Ned Buskirk. I'm your host for this creatively conscious mortality audio experience will share today. And I do feel that way. We're sharing it already. You haven't even listened yet, but I'm with you in your ear canal. We are intimately in it together. And and the reason why I kind of start that way is a lot of what I've been thinking about with the spaces we inhabit as an organization is a place I've described as the edge You've heard me say it in multiple episodes if you've been listening for a while. You know, San Quentin um, in the cancer patient hospital room, in the grief workshops. You know, it's it's the edge for all those ways, you know, that those things kind of bring up. Um, vulnerability. Uh, sometimes we haven't asked for it. Um, our proximity to mortality. That's it, too. Um, but 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 today I do this introduction as a reminder for what happens in that space um, in how we communicate. You know, this idea that in that space we talk about what really matters, the heart of the matter, sometimes I say, that you could come into a space with me. Let's just say that. If I got to talk to you, what I would hope with our communication is you could say the thing that your heart is carrying that you're maybe not saying enough everywhere else. And so I'm kind of saying that as a disclaimer for this conversation today, because the conversation I have with Tongo, and that is our guest, so grateful and glad to say so, Tongo Eisen Martin, poet, writer, among other things, I'll get to that. But the conversation we're sharing with you in this episode is one that just makes room for that kind of talking. And I don't think he needed me to invite him to be that way. Uh, but we certainly met like that. Let's just talk about the stuff we're really in right now, the things we're working on, the things that are breaking our heart, the things that are making us joyful, even leading us forth. In fact, we don't even talk about death until the end of the conversation when Tongo acknowledges one good reason to be in the conversation of death and dying is, is how the medicine of our annihilation can be worth something to us and how we're alive. So we get there, but a lot of the other conversation is about Tongo being in the world as a writer, but also as a revolutionary, doing work here in the Bay Area, in Oakland, specifically with school closures. We have this scheduling dance because he's really in it in that context right now. But also his cousin, Tabitha Lewis, her son got murdered December 2nd, 2021 in St. Paul. Minnesota at the hands of a white supremacist. And so he's in that too with his family and he's doing his best to raise funds to support her right now 
like we deserve when we're grief stricken to have the kind of support that allows us not to have to work our asses off like the system requires of us to survive, but also to make room for her to seek justice with this murder by the hands of this white supremacist. And we'll talk about that in the conversation and, and I'll link you up to ways you can support Tongo. And I want to say right now, like that's something I really hope to uh, get out of this episode. Amazing to talk to someone like Tongo who, you know, when I asked him what he could share with the community where he wants to direct people, that's the link he sent, the fundraiser for his cousin. And, and so I want to get that thing out in the world that's in the show notes. Go there right now if you need it. Find out more about that story. But we'll talk about that, too, in the conversation. Make room for that. But, but I'm saying all that to, to just acknowledge, like, we're not really overtly talking about death, but we are talking about, like, these things we face as mortals, the stuff that is so hard and broken. And... um that happening, having had that conversation, like I don't even realize until I listen to it again, how much it matters to me. Like it mattered to me to talk to Tongo. We talked for two hours. You're only hearing like the, the heartiest bits of the conversation, but getting to listen to this again and really feeling it. Like I wasn't even in the interview, you know, in the conversation being recorded myself. Like I just listened and got it. Like I need it. That's what it that's what it feels like, you know, this kind of space where you can have a conversation and really talk about the things that you care about more than anything. And so that's what you're about to hear. The only other thing I want to say is thank you to Thea Matthews for connecting Tongo and I up. If you know Thea Matthews from the podcast, uh, great. You already heard her episode, but if not, go back into the catalog and find Thea's episode another poet and revolutionary in my life, someone I met doing You're Going to Die. But uh, I credit her for connecting me up to Tongo. So thank you, Thea. And, and Tongo will talk a bit about that too a little later. So you'll get that connection. But definitely go back and check that episode out when you're done with this one. Originally from San Francisco, Tongo Eisen Martin is a poet, movement worker, and educator. His latest curriculum on extra judicial killing of black people, we charge genocide again, has been used as an educational and organizing tool throughout the country. He's the author of Someone's Dead Already, Heaven is All Goodbyes, Waiting Behind Tornadoes for Food, and Blood on the Fog. In 2020, he co-founded Black Freighter Press to publish revolutionary works, and he is San Francisco's current and eighth poet laureate i hope you get what you came here for and knew you wanted but i also hope you get what you didn't know you need in this episode of you're going to die the podcast with tongo eisen martin it's interesting that you framed it that way because these times do uh, remind me of a winter time in uh, the last this, this past winter where uh, my cousin was uh, murdered by a white supremacist in St. Paul, Minnesota for parking in front of his house. And uh, all the work, uh, not work, but struggle uh, that, that went into 
or that continues to go into both, you know, stabilizing the media family as well as the uh, the kind of uh, putting together or sketching the foothills of of resistance mm-hmm. that you know that that kind of pedal to the perpetual metal um that 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 uh almost uh yeah, swimming in that that uh swimming in an interconnectedness that is thick <laughs> and mm-hmm. hurricane like you know mm-hmm. uh does does uh you know that's what 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 this current with these current times uh, r- remind me and it's a it's a current time uh, uh, that that's that's come out of uh, uh, basically this 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 move of resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know how familiar you are with the, all of the the big school closure wave that's been hitting Oakland, um, but I, basically. I, I will say you know, I, I am kind of familiar with it. There's a couple people that I think you may know because of what you're up to in Oakland mm-hmm. that were doing a, um, a hunger strike. And um, right, right, I've been following right. them on Instagram and wondered about if you knew them and if this what you've been up to connects to what they're doing and have been doing. Yeah, I, I don't know them uh, personally, Um but this kind of at what what happened kind of extended from that movement to mm-hmm. where basically some mothers said uh, had had enough with the um, the back and forth with the school board with the system and decided on the last day of school that they were just not going to leave the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and gosh! So, and so a, a liberation of Parker Elementary School in in Oakland, in East Oakland, began. And uh, I've been part of the kind of round-the-clock support uh, of those those efforts. And uh, I think it is that, it's that that 24-7 immersion and struggle, um, you know, and and struggle with the, uh, you know, struggle against uh aspects of oppression that that can be earth uh shattering you know we 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 grow uh we grow a kind of uh calluses to handle all of the microaggressions uh we can live with a lot but when you murder a human being or try to murder the institutional or cultural life of a neighborhood it brings um, it brings a heavier energy. It requires you to kind of surrender your own personal territory in order to be of some kind of use uh, to the situation. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that 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 that's uh, <laughs> we're live live from we're speaking live from from that uh, mm-hmm. from that matrix. I just feel like with your cousin um and her son and that murder um it seems like just um impossible to me uh impossible for me to imagine uh getting the energy or momentum to motivate and be out in the world in other ways but i also think like it's in a way maybe you're addressing fully woven together like part of what you're doing in oakland right now 
with these schools in in a way I think you just articulated is as much like the action needed uh in response to your cousin's son's murder, you know, like they that they that they're they're together when you're there in Oakland doing that. Um yeah. while certainly some also working on trying to raise funds for your cousin and and um mm-hmm. but that they're in they're not separable. Right. No, not at all. And and in a way that that is um it's also not not uh, not not easy, but it's it's uh, it's not abnormal because in general I try to uh, I try to live a a revolutionary praxis. That's mm. uh, just sometimes the the praxis grows to or goes to more uh, you know uh, more personal lands. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is all. Uh, is part, it's all part of hopefully what what's a life a lifelong push uh, towards you know towards a true liberation. Mm-hmm. I know just from you know learning about you through a little research uh, on my end that it seems you were raised out of uh, human beings being that for you or showing you how to be that. Um, I'm wondering if you can speak to that a little bit, like this legacy of being in the world in this way, like where you feel it comes from, other than desperate times endlessly uh, asking us to take desperate measures. Um, yeah. Maybe lineage-wise, well, I mean, where does that come from for you? You know, it, it's, it, it is, uh, you know, re- revolution is the family business. <laughs> <laughs> It's you know it's I, I think what what's in instructive is that that is therefore a um, you know it 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 also extends beyond blood mm-hmm. um, uh, this uh, you know this this kind of rearing um, and just reared by people who were who were committed to setting things right um, that understand that no matter where the you know where the tide is. As far as violence of various institutional uh, characteristics that we deal with, uh, regardless of uh, whatever kind of uh, semblance of comfort one one can enjoy, uh, until principal contradiction uh, between oppressor and oppressed is resolved with a dismantling of uh, our oppressor's power structure. Uh, there, there really is only one thing for a human be- being to do, mm-hmm. which is to just, you know, to to humanize themselves and others, or understanding that there is no, there's no uh, hu- humanity for me. There's, there's no, I cannot be a whole human being if there is one person on this planet that is not, uh, that that is being uh, uh, prevented from being a whole human being, is being deanimated, exploited. Uh, brutalized, repressed, or or otherwise, uh, as, as long as one mm-hmm. is is suffering uh, from some kind of oppression, then none of us are, are truly having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just so happen to be in a time where uh, you know it, it, it's it's all uh, far like farcical. 
mm-hmm. uh, current arrangements of, of power, we see how ridiculous it is. It's it's one it's it's one thing to you know it's 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 one thing to 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 be a, a white supremacist uh, when you're uh, you know when 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 you're a genocidal soldier on the frontier and and they, and you can internalize the uh you know you can you 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 can you you you've never seen mm. <laughs> you've never seen a person of mm. color and so you believe them when you say hey we got to just cannonball these cats and shoot them down they're savages or whatever but mm-hmm. in 2022 uh there there's no um there's like there there is we all know better everyone everyone knows better and so um you know i i think and 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 further uh you know the biosphere has kind of run out of time and can no longer entertain <laughs> can no longer entertain us or support uh these ver- various insanities that are that are that are created by these socializations of power hmm. um and and so you know again i guess uh, all roads um all memories uh lead to revolutionary praxis mm-hmm. um when do you feel like i'm just like imagining you as a little boy just starting to mm-hmm. wide-eyed know that when like the familial and the even the ancestry of communities started to ask you to pay attention in these ways. Do you feel like there's a, a, some version that you could describe of like that eye opening? Um, well, from- man, here's the thing: is if the the um, it's not we don't start blind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all, 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 so I, I, I would say more that it's just my sight was encouraged. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're seeing it correctly. You know, you keep know, looking. Yeah, totally. Just keep looking. Just keep <laughs> figuring out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just keep and, and really keep theorizing. Mm. Um, you know, I tell, um, you know, I tell folks that it, it really. Uh, uh, a revolutionary or a revolutionary's upbringing doesn't have to be this. It isn't a, a situation of a bunch of flashcards being memorized. Mm, right, you know? yeah. It's like a question mark. It, yeah. was, it, it was really just being asked a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. What did I see? What did I think I was looking at? Why, why, what, what do I think makes this situation tick? This type of thing. A lot of just critical questions. Um, is is really what more more what 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 I recall than uh, lectures or uh, sermons. You know, it was very conversational. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's just like you want to prepare a person for power. Mm. You prepare them. You you prepare their confidence in their mind. Mm-hmm. Prepare their confidence in their tools of analysis. Mm. Right. So that's all. That's, and that's, still that's now, all I was really doing. Yeah, and still now, though, right? I mean, I feel like that—that's not a thing you stop. 
you didn't you still like it's right. just like you keep deepening that the the questioning the question mark the the asking the questions the theorizing like you said like you're doing that more than ever you're still doing that more than ever brother <laughs> more than ever that's um, what it feels like new new conclusions required daily mm, mm-hmm. because it's just there's so much there's so much reality to um to 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 make sense of mm-hmm. um to recreate through praxis, through art, um, to intervene in, you know. Mm-hmm. There's so much to understand. If you're going to enter the historical process critically, it'd be some kind of help uh, for, for those who would uh, enter the historical process critically. There's just so much to learn and to understand because we know just how all pictures affect each other. All big pictures affect all little pictures. All little pictures affect all big pictures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the more um, you know, the more you, the more you know, the more you have prepared each other to win, really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and win liberation. I mean, <laughs> very, very, like very sincerely, you know. Uh, because uh what what I've noticed like in this uh in this in this move uh to liberate this school i, I see how sociopathic these bureaucrats are mm. and it's so and it's and see how how sociopathic these kind of like uh, school politicians are and and, and it's it, it 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 can either be uh depressing or inspiring to know that in something, a, a field of life, education, which, you know, should be probably second only to religion <laughs> as mm. far as purity <laughs> yes. of, of participation. <laughs> Intention, yes. And, right. and, and purity, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if there were ever protagonists who should be pure, mm-hmm. it would be those who determine the educational reality of children. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I promise you all that... Um, that no, uh, this this these bureaucracies, these school bureaucracies, are populated by some pretty dissociative, really facilitators of hegemony, man, mm. who who don't value uh, human beings, mm-hmm. um, maybe don't even value themselves, just uh, just facilitate. Um, just to facilitate what is really a very destructive ruling class hegemony. I think like gentrification and 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 other uh, you know features of this late stage imperialism. You get you know even the billionaires are kind of presented as cuddly. <laughs> you have you have these cuddly, quirky billionaires going oh, off into outer oh, space. Oh, just so annoyed suddenly. You I'm know, just feeling you so, have yeah. you, you know you you have this tough, right. tough, tough luck oppression. Like, oh, mm. if you could just afford mm. the rent, mm. you'd be okay. Nobody wants to destroy you. We just want to get the most dollar we can out of these square feet. You know, mm-hmm. it's presented as that like we're in some kind of uh, you know, fairly civilized uh, time, but no, mm-hmm. uh, the the again the deanimation of people to enforce a deadness, right? So that to, so that people are are, are really um, only only alive, are only um, 
kind of kinetic beings through um, bourgeois permission or bourgeois practices, you know, a lot of violence comes with that. Hey, listen, I want to tell you about something, my friend, our listeners. I want to tell you about this cool and very interesting new project by audio creator Katie Semro. She's making an audio documentary about loss, not about loss to death, but all of the other losses we experience, like loss of dreams or freedoms or homes or fill in the blank with the infinite versions of loss we experience. It's going to include stories from people from all around the world, and I know it's going to be a really emotional and cathartic listening experience. In fact, here's a clip from the trailer for Katie Semro's project. Check it out. Well, I started to think that I haven't many losses, but... I've seen I have quite a few. <laughs> it wasn't that I hadn't lost much, it was that I had lost so much that I didn't even want to take a look at it closely. I think for me, there's no kind of obvious direct loss as such. Only after 37 years am I learning really what the truer loss is. Nothing kind of obvious except I think I'd lost out. I feel the loss of being able to say what I believe. The even deeper loss was the ability to sing freely, to speak freely. I feel the loss of being able to be honest with my friends. I lost a childhood. To tell stories and to convey characters and colors and poetry. I don't really know what it was like to be... Oh, what a tease, just starting to get my heart cracked open by that. If you like what you just heard, please support the project by making a pledge to Katie's Kickstarter before June 30th, 2022. You can find the link in the show notes. Bing! And just another note to all of you out there, if you're looking to sponsor the podcast to help it be in the world in more ways than you could possibly imagine. You can most easily go to patreon.com and become a supporter through there, patreon.com forward slash YG2D. But also reach out and let us know if you have something you're working on that you want to share with people through the podcast. Uh, we are very flexible on how we can make it worth your while. So send an email to pod at YG2D.com and just let us know what you're wanting to share with our community of listeners. So I asked Tongo if he wouldn't mind reading some of his poetry to offer us a little moment in the midst here between all our talking and conversation. And 
I just got to sit and mute myself and listen to him read what you're about to hear. Then I sent it to Nick, Jaina, our producer, and he put some music to it. And for too many reasons to name here, all of which you may have a sense for from your own experience of being alive right now, or maybe from how you know me, Ned, in the You're Going to Die context, uh, all I can say is that my experience of listening to this was one of extreme catharsis, unnameably, maybe, in a lot of ways. Like, why? But like a deep cry. And I'm not saying that's what it'll be like for you, but I do offer it to you for the possibilities of what it could be, like poetry, where it comes from, from the poets being in the world and their work and their life and their living and their spirit and their heartbreak and their joy and how somehow it comes from all that through their words and lands in us in an infinite amount of ways. So here's one version of that with Tongo saying his poem, Four Walls, put to music by producer Nick Jaina. All right, cool. Um, you know, a lot of God can happen in three seconds. But not much happening, though. Here's a man before a fight. A leave-me-alone type character. Emerging from the penniless death of a one-way street fiction. A fancy way of saying I'm going to make it even if I have to drive backwards. All I have is chord changes and a thousand backhand. Driving the street like I'm choking it. Car full of nephews. Hasn't been a sun since November and it hasn't been a street I can't choke to death. The city better back down. You see this gun on the table? And something about staring until it all feels stable. Why wouldn't I protect everyone? All my deaths sleep late. My son better be quick. My daughter better shoot first because we fall for no one. We fall for nothing. Okay, the first thing you'll feel is the heat. This lady will tell me. They're trying to tell me about possession. Drink like meat is what I mostly hear and most of the world leaves me alone. To breathe small like a giant. Go to jail every once in a while when the genocide kicks up in late May. When politicians have too easy a time, I'm gassing backwards out of one-way street in honor of myself and in honor of you. If you understand the nature of the world. Now, how long I've been just like my father? When hell of a resemblance says the anxiety of the neighborhood, this is a crossroads or a crossroads narrative. There's so much crossroads, people get in the habit of turning back. Turn back on to find themselves remembering me, but... But not my last words, a man before a fight, you'll feel the heat. But there's nothing to keep in mind, there's nothing to remember, really there's nothing to be. It's just this moment, then another, then stare, then it all becomes stable, then the table legs go fuzzy on Friday. It's an unfamiliar face peeking in the window. It's cool to panic for a second. Composure is wasted on your worst enemies. People are marked on that sidewalk, you the only thing life-size. Everybody knows this in a wire hanger empire. When the blood stops walking, that feeling isn't father enough to be permission to falls. You better swing one more time. You know, that father of yours rose from the grave and said, just give me five more minutes. He said, running water is a myth. It's us who are running up, down, and all alongside this water. 
When people don't rise from the grave, they are not laid down either. It's us who flip all around their body. So beware when the people around you all look like they about to jump. It might be your time. You'll feel the heat. And when four walls demand to be four walls, and the earth outside mutes, don't panic. Don't try to recreate the earth outside. Don't tell jokes to yourself. And don't even talk disrespectfully to the four walls. Instead, unclench your fist and walk away. There might be heaven if you understand the nature of the world. For me, writing is just a parallel intelligence. Mm. Um, I think that like mm-hmm. the, the the longer you go, it's not clear what who's the main character and who's the <laughs> mirror image. Like, yeah, you, there's not, a lot. I feel like you write that way. There's a moment. This might not connect again. I want to be careful with how I quote your writing, but there's a uh, there's a line, there's a couple lines. I remember where you're talking like that? What you just said. There's lines right where it says the character, the main character said this, and then the writer <laughs> said this, and then the main character said this, and then the writer. And it's the same thing. Is that kind of touching yeah, to what yeah, you're getting? I know, yeah, I, right. I know. I know that. I know that poem. I know that. Mm. I know that poem, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Man, you got me down, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Homework well done, man. I just reading. Uh, I just reading. Yeah, man. And listening. No, it, it is. Well, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, I I I'm stuttering because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely don't want to be too. Um, I don't want to be too grandiose, and I'm don't definitely don't want to be a doctor prescribing things <laughs> yeah. for somebody else's uh, yeah, consciousness. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, it, it, it does come up. There does come a point where the line between activities kind of blur. Mm-hmm. The activity of of writing a poem and just the activity of a. Mm. Just thinking, <laughs> yeah. Or having a, or having a, a conversation mm-hmm. kind of uh, blurs a little bit, but um, you know, ultimately, like with with meditation, meditation is almost like the changing of condition, right? Like mm-hmm. here's an opportunity to handle your your internal life, yeah. taking away the pressures of interacting with the external world. Mm-hmm. You know, some people even literally close their eyes. You know. So it's like writing is a similar um, is a similar uh, kind of game mm-hmm. where you change the conditions of your interaction with the external world mm-hmm. and see what your mind does with that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so they they're very you know they they you know I mean just literally by sitting there, <laughs> mm-hmm. not yeah. talking to anyone, just moving mm-hmm. the conversation, moving a conversation around between. Within mm-hmm. yourself with the thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they, they, you know, the, 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 the fun of life is just, you know, within these exercises, you actually get a taste of, you know, you get a taste of power, you get a taste of liberation, you get a taste of freedom, you get a taste of, you know, 
what do they call it? Cessation of suffering, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and guess what? It, it, it was also good news. <laughs> a revolutionary praxis does this for you too. Mm. But now, you know, but now, right, this, right. now this is a different, this is also a different, this is also a change in the conditions of your relationship to external reality and mm. that now you are creating it. You're not accepting what is imposed on you. So this also comes with uh, you know, with with different potentials of energy um, that you you know, and definitely, uh, like a super cessation of suffering. I mean, yes, uh, the, it's probably ideal that you be able to, um, you know, it's ideal that you be able to uh, to to regardless of where you are, who you are, what's going on, for you to be free, right? Mm. Um, but it's pretty groovy <laughs> if we have a collective <laughs> cessation of real suffering uh-huh. by the transformation of these you mm. know by the transformation of these external conditions you mm. see what mm-hmm. see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so now the the good news is that these are these actually are you know these are creatures that kind of stroll alongside each other and stroll in similar ways and therefore make you know it, it helps you develop you know artists helps you develop as mm. as revolutionary as human being etc um and and and, and and in very like kind of practical or sensory ways mm. so you know simple depending on what your you know depending on what your proclivities and talents are so mm-hmm. You know, like I before I even thought about interconnectivity, I had a feeling of it on the microphone. Mm. You know, yeah, it's like oh, I've seen a whole room, or just watching a great yeah. poet. I'd say more than me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the first time I saw somebody really take the whole room mm. and put it in one mind. Uh huh. Yeah, totally. You know. Uh huh. I, I do. Saw I poet, do. When I saw a poet <laughs> get down, like whoa, okay, uh, what's going on? You feel? Yeah. <laughs> you know. It is so an alignment. Yeah, the heartbeats through to the yeah the energy, whatever, all the things. Yes, I love uh, that. Yeah, all of them. I feel like, um, you know, like a. I feel like a. <laughs> I feel like a baby, you know. When I, we talk about like eyes open, you know, revolutionary mm-hmm. eyes open, because um, what I hear with you, to have you say like the good news, to say the good news is, uh, you know, because I feel like so many of us are like the bad news. I only just yeah. started seeing the bad news, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like it's a place in this time for a lot of people who are like mainly only maybe just really seeing the bad news for the first time, you know? Mm. Um, And to have you say the good news and it connects for me to how long your eyes have been looking, you know, like you started and were encouraged to keep doing. Um, It really really like kind of strikes me right in the center of the chest. Like even like, I don't know what the good news is going to be. There's a new ice cream shop down the street. Like just hearing you say the good news, <laughs> it's like, okay, this is my, I'm paying attention, you know? Um, mm. It means a lot to hear you are, you know, put all that into words. Um, well, man, I mean, well, at, at least this, you know, 
at, at least that's how I feel when I'm uh, moving and grooving. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. I, I've been man. I, I, I got I got I got beat up with everybody else. Oh man, man I know. But that's what I mean. I and then maybe you know, it's like I have this I have this memory of when Trump got elected. I'm driving through San Francisco. Mm. Just sad as fuck, <laughs> you know. Just <laughs> so sad, visibly enough that this black guy pulls up at the intersection, and he's driving another car. <laughs> he sees me across the intersection. I mean, we're all feeling it. We all know this guy just got elected, and he sees me and he smiles and he yells out his window and he says, "Hey, man, smile. It's gonna be all right," you know. And it was mm. like what I'm describing now was like a moment of someone who knows these things because their eyes were open to them long before mine, you know, and mm. telling me like, hey, you know, pay attention in a different way right mm. now, you know? Yeah, I, I've, man, I, I've, I've, I've had similar uh, interventions. Mm. You, know, you intervening? No nah, man, getting intervened with. I've, I got intervened on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I was man. I, I don't know what kind of look I had on my face. <laughs> I was driving, and uh, and uh, this this uh, this this uh, older woman. Uh, I, I think I forget if she was like the car next to me or mm. or was walking across the crosswalk, but she just basically. <laughs> <laughs> got my attention and 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 uh oh, and modeled mm. the smile <laughs> mm-hmm. that I that that I might want to take a crack at, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that yeah, smile. Man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, oh. you, gotta, you gotta love when uh mm-hmm. get when you get thrown a bone. Mm-hmm. You know, this might be an easy question to answer because I can imagine maybe a couple of the, the answers, um, but like, why say yes to this conversation? Well, really, on the strength of uh, the Matthews who put <laughs> us in tune, <laughs> yeah. it, it, whatever, uh, you know, whatever Thea says is mm-hmm. law. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, she's a rare... Uh, and she's a rare genius, uh, yeah. you know. And just uh, you know, it's funny the 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 first time I saw Thea mm. was in a picture. Mm. It was during the Mike Brown protest, mm-hmm. and she was part of a group that uh, that. That took over the Bay Bridge. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, of uh, you know, territory. Of, of territory, right? <laughs> so she says, and and she was. It was a picture of, of her standing in defiance mm-hmm. against these uh, against these cops, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was like a iconic you know like mm-hmm. you know you one day they might you know in yeah. the like mm-hmm. you know you could throw that in the civil rights Hell yeah. show you know <laughs> yeah totally I mean? totally i know you i've know, seen that photo it's really mm-hmm. iconic photo man mm-hmm. and um 
you know, so that I was like, oh, it was striking, and I, I, I never forgot. You know, I never forgot that face. I never forgot her face. Mm. And then just on fluke, I was with one of my, uh, like one of my best friends, um, and, and we we were somewhere. I, I think uh, we we had done a little poetry reading or something, and we were walking down the street, and we came across Thea, and Thea knew her. Thea knew one of my best friends. Uh-huh. And uh, and so it, you know, it all it all clicked and all all made sense. Um, <laughs> Were you like, so, oh yeah. damn, I seen you, <laughs> I've seen you before, right, like try, you said. You know, I tried, I tried try not to be, you know, tried to <laughs> try not to revolutionary fan it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, she That's she cool. the the picture the mm-hmm. the picture doesn't even does doesn't even the picture doesn't even do justice mm-hmm. uh to 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 the spirit uh, yeah. that she has um I know that and uh, and the commitment she has to the people but um but yeah man this is this, this you know these these are things um um like where where you you know the the kind of path that 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 you've uh, that you're moving on mm. um I think is a is a is a under um, underemphasized mm. uh, is an underemphasized part of transformation of a you know transformation of yourself trans- collective transformation you know it's it's something that has to be you know uh, kind of re- reintegrated into the uh, into the modern human journey in a significant way, man, if we going if we ever have a uh, if we ever gonna have a chance to set things right. So mm. um though it's not of course it's not the <laughs> not the funnest <laughs> you know I'm, I'm having fun. I felt that last right, night. It was right. intense, but I was like, I wanna have fun tonight and I laughed. I cried a ton. Right on, right on. <laughs> nah, I'm uh, you understand what I'm, I'm saying. I'm having fun yeah, now. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. we having fun for sure. For sure, for sure. Um Though you know what I mean, or 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 though is is you know, it's a conversation a lot of people want to run from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you could even argue a lot of behavior is based on running from mm. the uh, the thought of annihilation. Yeah, um, you know it's it's it it can it, it you know it's something we can all. Uh, or, or we do well to become comfortable with it, mm. to 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 let it in, to give it its practice, mm-hmm. to give it its time, you know, mm-hmm. and to make it, you know, and, and to give it its position as very central uh, to practice itself, really, uh, along with you know just how you na- mm. navigate yourself and navigate you know your relationship to other people. So yeah, man, it all all. Mm-hmm. All lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the GoFundMe and your cousin and and what happened? Yeah, or, I, I just want to um, add, man. Like the system, true to its nature, is really trying to sweep this under the rug. Mm-hmm. They have delayed this catch trial to what will be over a year. By the time he actually mm-hmm. goes to trial, it will be over a year. From the time that he murdered my cousin, right? 
And so they want this mm-hmm. away from the public eye. They want this away from the public attention. And so mm-hmm. it's like on our on our side, man, there's just so much work that has to be done to make sure that this that this really just uh this this one uh, uh piece uh of of uh, or, or or this 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 one drop of a wave of white supremacist violence and neo-confederate mm-hmm. violence that's that's sweeping mm-hmm. uh this 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 country that this that that um there's so much work to be there's so much work to be done to keep the to keep his murder both in the light and in the and in the context of what's really mm-hmm. happening of what's really happening here, you know, of Buffalo, right? Of Ahmad Arbery, yeah. right? Where these, mm-hmm. you know, these these uh you know, these protagonists of white supremacist violence don't even want to wait to have a badge, don't want don't even need a badge to go mm-hmm. uh to, you know, to go kill, um, to go kill for mm-hmm. hegemony. And now, you know, at first I thought the I thought the district attorney's office might be cool, man, but they seem to be playing along. They seem to be playing along with this with this with this um with this plan to to to, to move this out of the to, to move this away from the public eye. Mm. You know? I sat in, I've seen this cat, man. I've mm-hmm. sat in, I've I I've seen his hearings, you know. And this cat who's just a, like just typifies this just violent, neurotic, insecure self-absorption that 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 only that only sees only sees his validity through violence. Mm-hmm. That only sees his that only sees that only sees evidence of his existence mm-hmm. through violence. I've seen this cat. You know, this this isn't so so like when I when I tell you all, um, this this is not the struggle to sit out. Um, this is not the struggle to sit out. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I can't even you know I, I can't p- put my whole heart into mm-hmm. uh, my attention. You know, I have mm-hmm. to almost. Uh, numb my attention that I'm giving it because if, when you settle into the whole reality of it, it's pretty, it, it's, it's infuriating. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I appreciate, um, I appreciate you publicizing that. Cause it's, Absolutely. You know, like she That's is me. suffering. She's suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't, you know, these cases, man, you know, we it, like, 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 it, it, it's beautiful, like it incenses, like it incenses people have people in the streets, man. But I don't think people's these families exist in people's imagination, like you know, mm. because it, it, it's like if you were really to come to terms with everything we were feeling, you would never leave the streets, mm-hmm. or everything that happens to these parents after you would never leave the streets, because mm-hmm. this has to be more. It, this 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 got to be more than about you getting something off your chest. Or how you view yourself. If we're really looking at the pain of our people, we're looking at the pain of others, man. You can't leave the streets, man, because what happens? What happens after the after the, the cameras go away and the, it's just it's it's disgusting. It's 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 inhuman. It's inhuman. It's barbaric. It's barbaric. You know. Mm. 
I'm, I'm not going to make it. I, I'm not. I, 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 I almost want to put some metaphysical expertise on it. Mm-hmm. But I won't. I'll keep it right down here on Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, it's barbaric. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talk to her every day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And uh, it, it's uh, this. This isn't a society, man. This isn't a, This is no society at all, man. It, this, this isn't. This is. This, this isn't. This is not a. This is not a society. This is not a a, a divine structure. This is not. This is not even. This is not even creative. This this is this is barbarism, bureaucratized. This is this is a monopoly of violence, bureaucratized, and giving little social buffers to take our attention away from to you know to keep us from from confronting the reality of what's going on, man. Because for 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 those who have to. For those for those who have to deal with the naked reality of what's really going on here, it's just like living in a blender, man. Mm-hmm. There's no reprieve. There's only assault. Only assault. Only assault and only the little glimmer that you might be able to break even with something for five seconds. But definitely no, no, nothing, nothing, uh, no wins. Imagine just trying to break even with the murder of your son. Mm. It's not even possible. Mm. So imagine just trying to make a loss a little less. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's 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 insane. That's insane. That's not a society. That's not a that's not a human project. This is just a normalization of genocide, a material institutional normalization of genocide man so you know yeah please please support uh please support in that fight the, the other thing you know is this 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 mother is not giving up she's yeah. a fighter she's a natural born organizer you know so this is really to you know she's in saint she's in saint paul right now mm. nowhere to stay She's in St. Paul right now with nowhere to stay, trying to handle business, mm. you know? So, you know, definitely, de- de- definitely support. It is, it is, it is for sure, um, sure needed and appreciated and, uh, and will go to, will go to good use. So if you want to find out more about what Tongo is up to in the world, if you want to get his books, if you want to follow him on Instagram, if you want to read his curriculum, We Charge Genocide Again, all the links will be in the show notes. But I really, more importantly than anything, I really want to encourage you in a way that I hope this podcast has some impact, like it creates some impact in supporting his cousin through the GoFundMe that Tongo has set up. Again, his cousin, Tabitha Lewis, is looking for financial help with this fundraiser. She didn't set it up. 
She didn't ask him to. He just did it. And it's to support her, not just to be in the grief of losing her son, uh, murdered on December 2nd, 2021 in St. Paul, Minnesota at the hands of a white supremacist, not just to hold her in her grief like we all really deserve, but also to let her have room to seek justice. Um, so go to that link. I think I'm probably going to be using social media a bunch to post it as well. Uh, after this episode is live, um, I, I really pray and hope that we can offer some support that this community here and the way the podcast like brings us together can have a measurable impact on that, um, that reality for Tabitha, Tongo's cousin. Nick Jaina, um, I have something I wanted to ask you about uh, yeah. that, that I talked a little bit about in the episode just to love when we have episodes where there's writers and wondering about what that is for you generally to get access in this unique way to them and work with their poetry like you did with his four walls poem, but also just like listening to him talk about writing, but specifically, so you, so it's, this is an open question, like anything that was coming up for you, but to start specifically, I have this quote on, uh, my desk from my dear friend, Claudia Bichen. Um, she's an artist and, uh, many, many things, but the quote, she gave me this, it's her drawing with this picture of someone with like line scribble that maybe represents the brain and the line kind of runs down to the mouth and then comes out of the mouth in front of the human uh, that she's drawn and forms a heart. And the quote underneath that picture she drew is, do you know how to make your words mean what you feel? And I know why she gave me that, um, but but I saw that just now, and then I'm thinking about what I said earlier in the episode about poets and how that that act, like what it means to to write something into the world out of your your vision, like towards your vision, but also like from your experience, and then somehow how it lands in the midst of somebody and and maybe takes on a whole new meaning, but also like does it not? Is it like somehow the, the craft is also that you do exactly what needs to be done, which is communicate exactly what you mean to communicate. So there's like both at the same time. And so that's sort of what I'm wondering about from your writer's perspective, a little bit of what I touched on, you know, there describing the poetry of Tongo that we share in the episode, but also like that quote, like, do you know how to make your words mean what you feel? Like that's your work. Do you mm -hmm. relate to that? Yeah. And I like the way that Tonga was talking about it being like meditation. I've put it into those terms before of, to me, meditation is about, um, letting go of fear or at least like the thinky intellectualized fear, ego fear, and just kind of existing, kind of lowering the barrier between you and just your environment and your actions. And it seems like that's the type of writing that he's doing and describing is, can I just be like immediately existing and giving back and absorbing the world rather than I'm going to take this, my ego is going to uh, metabolize it for a while. I'm going to take it up into this castle and work on it and see what's marketable and every, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm saying the opposite of what Tongo is, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and the opposite of what I want to be as a writer, mm -hmm. what I want to see from writers is just like a live present, uh, uh, you know, the only other, format we have of this is journalism that's like daily like it's reporting literally on things but 
a poet who is a journalist, a poet who is a, but not objective, you know, a poet yeah. who is, who is daily, who is yeah. in the, in the mix, who is like responding mm -hmm. to things. Mm -hmm. That seems to me the role of a poet laureate, the, like of a institutionalized poet, like a, a allotted, uh, designated poet is, can you be there? Can you be yeah. present for us? Can you like for feel us. for us? Yeah. yeah. Convert our feelings, convert your feelings. Like, like be this like live wire, this lightning rod that can show us how, what to feel, what to think, you know, I think that's yeah. a really valuable position. And so I'm yeah. proud to, proud to collaborate musically with him and, and be part of this episode. Cause yeah. Yeah. That's you really honored his poem there. Um, Thank you. Which I already kind of share that, you know, earlier in the episode and, and I don't think you've heard it yet, but really like from what I've told you, it just struck me like, Oh, just right on. And, and, and maybe in some ways you just knowing how to hold that poem because of what you just described, you're knowing what it means to like create something like that. And which is also a unique position you're in is taking music and, and, uh, and sometimes, especially in this, in this work with the podcast, like holding another writer's, uh, words, and honoring it like a sacred thing or like a vet, like the vessel it deserves. Um, and I just really feel like you did that with, with his four walls poem. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, I also wonder like the going up in the castles that we said, like going somewhere to like write and do that particular kind of work. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's almost kind of doesn't relate, but I've been thinking about you a lot this way is like that, that lonely art of it. Like you, you describe it, I guess it is connected to what Tongo said. Like the meditation for me, I've gone on, you know, 10 day silent retreats where it's also suffering, but mostly mm -hmm. like when I have a meditation in the midst of a day, I think about it as like respite. And, um, I'm wondering, you know, is it lonely like the version of meditation that writing offers is it, or is it like more like the 10 day silent retreat where part of you is freaking losing your mind or is it all the things depending? I don't know when he was talking about it and what I've come to think of the goal, ideal meditation is to be like an animal, you know, like when you see like a, a lion just sitting out there or whatever, a bird or, or something, you know, a cat just staring at a sunbeam. Like, what are they experiencing in that moment? They're just there. They're just there. You know, they're not like, oh, shit, how am I going to pay rent? You know, um, to me, the goal of meditation is to, is to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the, 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 I, I've never heard people put it that way. But to me, the goal of meditation is just to get to that animal state. But then we have all these associations mm -hmm. with what animal state means and it's lesser or primal or whatever. But really, it's just to be sitting there and looking at the leaves flutter. I mean, those are my favorite meditative moments, just sitting there watching a bee go from flower to flower and just like totally happy to just watch that. That, yeah. What if, what is writing if it's like oh. that? What if it's, what is creativity if it's like that? And it's not thinking about like, I'm horrible or I'm the most misunderstood, sure. brilliant genius in the world, but nobody's going to discover me, but I'm also horrible and uh, I deserve well, nothing, you know? Yeah. But the, ri the risk there is like, is it really, is that how writing is for you mostly? Yeah. Like really like sitting and looking at a bee. That's how oh, I, oh, I thought you meant right. the other thing. Uh, oh, it is the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it often is like 
you get something going and you're like, this is brilliant. This is going to change the world, which you need to do. You know, I just finished a book and the whole time I'm writing it, I'm thinking this is going to change the world, you know? And then I, I get the final copy edited version. I get the, it's totally done. And I'm just like, this isn't going to change the world, <laughs> but I needed to believe that it was yeah, to right. get me through it for a year. Cause I don't have a boss or a mm. publisher who's telling me, Jaina, you got to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to wake up every morning being like, I got to change the world, you know? And that's, yeah. That's what Tonko's talking about, like revolution. And I, I mean, he's ch- really changing the world much more than I am. But like, mm. that's also, I'm sure there's a lot of disappointments in that. There's a lot of moments where it's like, oh man, this whole cause that we wanted to work on to open up the school or whatever, it didn't work out or like we didn't get it. And like, that's the, that's also the price of revolution. Like yeah. a lot of that stuff doesn't ever work out and you have to believe that it still matters, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like the, I, the police I, I officer gets let off and there's no justice, you know, like that happens all the time. Like it's heartbreaking. Mm. Yeah, I, there's no, there's nothing to follow up on that with. Because I was just immediately was trying to relate things. And it's so interesting to have it end on that piece, you know, what it means to change the world in those ways and what it means to like not have success in those ways, but that there's the still, it, like it, it requires us like being alive like like i need to think that maybe somehow i'm changing a world i don't even think the world like i think like changing a world and mm-hmm. then somehow trusting in that um it's conflicting i'm conflicted right now about it uh cuz there's also part of me that like really just wants to do better at changing this world, like this moment, like being in this conversation, even with you, having it matter in a way that that really um, has me here fully uh, and completely in a way that like changes this world just between you and I. And I think that the grandiose uh, endeavor of, of, you know, hoping or thinking a book or a podcast or what we're creating somehow is going to go in the world and matter as much as those, those people we see out there uh, with their work, inspiring and and impacting and creating revolution and being revolution. Um, you know, there's that like need to maybe then to want that, but then also this like pairing back to look at the bee on the flower. Yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> it sounds like you're getting up in your thinky tower. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, trying to guess like the impact of everything rather than just like do the work in front of you. Yeah. That's why I wanted to call the episode revolution is the family business. You know, like the idea of, yeah, I, growing up in an environment in a family where instead of carpenters or bricklayers, like here's what we do. We work on revolution, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love that mindset. I, yeah. it's not, it's not my life at all, but, um, it's, it's, it's well, maybe not be- the same way as Tongo, but it's wonderful yeah. because, you know, like if you are a, a capitalist, <laughs> uh, you know, exploiting the world for money, like you get high fives all, all day long, like good news yeah, is in the paper right. all the time for you. Right. If yeah. you're a revolutionary, there's bad news all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more injustice, there's more just heartbreak and it's hard to stay in that. Like, that's what he was talking about. Like, it's so hard to just stick with it. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of losses rack up all the time. And that just makes it so much more um, noble uh, for me that people treat it like it's the family business. So this is what I'm doing for life. You know, yeah. that's the subtext of that. It's like, I'm not going to just like move on and do something else. Yeah. And it, and to me, it does go back to the beginning of our conversation or the beginning of his conversation, which is like the eyes being open and paying attention in that way and really yeah. not being able to go back once you see, you know, yeah. um, which mattered so much 
to me to get that from him and talking to him and then listening to your edit of that conversation, the one we've, we've just all listened to. Um, and, and, and in a way, the reminder of sitting and looking at the bee, feeling that this week after Father's Day weekend and being in this time with my kids and my wife where it's like I needed to not do grief workshops and not do our open mics and not go into sync, you know, do not any of that stuff and realize by being present in the moment with my kids and feeling love and being open and paying attention really with my eyes open um, realizing that that's not something to just happen there. In fact, I need to be doing that more in all these other things, you know, because there is this inclination, this worry, this anxiety I have of like, well, what is the like change the world level? When do you stop? You know? Um, and that maybe changing the world requires more of the like <laughs> staring at the bee, you know, like that's the mm -hmm. kind of change in the world we need. It sounds so cheesy, but uh, that's what I'm doing this week. And, and it feels connected all the way back to what I got this weekend by turning all the things off and just be yeen a little more. <laughs> you know? Oh, go. All right, everybody, we'll leave you with that one. Hey, if this episode isn't worth sharing with anybody for anything else, it's worth it for that last little nugget. <laughs> well, thanks, Nick. Thanks wow. for your hard work on this episode. So appreciate it just wow <laughs> and thank you all for listening so good to be in your ear canal until next time bye bye <laughs> <laughs>